Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brokers Open Podcast. I'm Dr. Ben Spears, the Doctor of Flow. I'm here as usual with the big guy, Matt Vine. How's it going, Matt? I'm doing absolutely positively fantastic. And just like usual, we're excited about it. We're excited about our guest. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin it and say his name or his production or anything like that, but I am going to say this. He's a beast, right? Out there making it happen, been in the business and crushing it. So we're excited that we're excited to have him come on and talk a little bit about his team. Yeah, absolutely. He's just scaled a massive team. Let's go ahead and bring him on. We have Dusko Streamat with Real Estate Partners at Real Brokers. Dusko, how are you doing? I'm well. Thank you guys for having me today. Absolutely. You're young, right? I got to ask you. I got to ask you. Tell me how old you are really quick. This is post hair transplant. I look like I'm 35, but if you would have met me a few years ago, you'd be like, man, this guy is not young. <laughs> Whatever, man. You look like a spring chicken. That's right. Compared to us, you are. Yeah. So <clears throat> 35, you have a team that does 500 plus transactions, 30 agents. You've scaled it in, what, like five years. Tell me, how did you even get into real estate? Yeah. So I have a construction background. I'm a journeyman Red Sea electrician. And that's what I did awesome. for quite a while. And then having that construction background, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, and I started buying rentals. So we got into rentals. We started looking at maybe we should do some infills, teardowns, builds, renovations. And pretty soon that interest and hobby turned into a full-time job. So I made the change back in 2017. I was at the airport about to fly back up north. I worked about 900 kilometers north of here in like the tundra. And then I called my girlfriend and said, hey, you need to come back to the airport and pick me up at 4 a.m. And then she came back and I never looked back. And here we are six years, almost seven years later. That's yeah, that's, a, that's awesome. And, and you're out there killing it. We love that. I want to talk a little bit about how you generate business, but I'm going to, I'm going to get you to promise me something first. Okay. okay. And, and here's what I'm going to get you to promise me. I, I love the flipping conversation. Okay. And I know that there's a lot of real estate agents out there that would benefit a lot from being able to leapfrog some of the mistakes that a lot of other people made. You got to promise me you come back on to the podcast and we can talk just about flipping. Can you promise me that? hundred percent. That is definitely a podcast on its own. Absolutely. Killer. Okay. So let's talk about generating business to 500 units, right? So do you just throw a whole bunch of money at Facebook and go, okay, let's convert these. What is it that, what is it that you do that you found to be really effective on generating business and break it down into kind of some buckets and tell us a little bit about what you do and how you do it. So our market, to give you a bit of a background, from 2015 to 2021 was down. It struggled. So every client that you met that was selling was losing on average 10 to 15%. So it was a struggle every meeting to get someone to even list their home. And then a lot of the buyers, they were in the mindset of things are going to get worse. Let's just wait. Let's just wait up until COVID. And then obviously the shift happened across North America. For us... We started building different pillars early on. So from day one, we did PPC and SEO. We are by far the most competitive SEO market in North America. We have some of the largest teams in North America, just in our city and in our province. So it is very expensive and very difficult. And it's a long game. I think one thing that people focus on is like, how do I do a deal tomorrow? Generating leads, if you look at all the, all the companies that specialize in lead generation, generating leads is easy. It's converting the leads. Absolutely. 
the average lead in our marketplace takes over 400 days to convert. So are you generating them on day one where they're just looking, they're just curious, or are you generating them on day 400? So the most important part of our business is how do we push them through the funnel? What does the follow-up look like? And it really, it doesn't matter if you generate 500 leads or 10,000 leads a month, it matters how you nurture them along the process. And it is a long game. I know a lot of coaches have popped up over the past few years, and there's always that promise of a quick buck. I'll tell you, it's year seven for me now, almost six years with the team. There's no such thing as a quick buck. Right. Yeah. Right? It's always a long game. Absolutely. I love that. Such great advice. We could hit stop on the podcast right now and everybody would have gotten their money's worth if they just listened to what you just said. Tell us about the, tell us about the CRM that you use. Okay. And so here's what I'm going to guess because you just talked about follow-up because you just talked about generating the leads from those other sources, SEO and PPC pay-per-click because you generate from those and you know that it's a long game. That means you must be pretty good at your follow through. It means your staff must be doing a good job making sure that they stay connected with people because it's about developing the relationship. So with that being the case, which CRM do you use to do that with? So we use four or five different CRMs and it just depends on the site. Like we have Rue, we have Sierra, we had Boomtown at one point. The big, the most important CRM is the CRM that you use Absolutely. because they're all very similar. The important part is the cadence of communication. Find that a lot of agents that we bring onto the team, a lot of newer agents that we help out and mentor, it's the too much following up. And then there's always either too much. I'm going to call you every single day, even though Matt and Dr. Ben said that they're going to be buying Q4 of this year or begin next year, or I'm going to call them in November because you're ready to buy in November and then you lose them to another agent. So really the most important part is just being dialed in and knowing when to follow up with people. We based our whole business off of the disc profile and it's a bit of a personality assessment. It's a quick one where we gauged the communication, how the client is communicating with us, what's important to them. And then we base the follow-up off of their disc and timelines because you have to match the disc timelines. Timing and motivation is key in sales. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And that's all so spot on. I'm going to point something out that you said about cadence because you said it almost quickly. Okay. It's an extremely important part of it. And I know it's what you were, I know it's what you were speaking to, but I want to make sure that I point this out. So a lot of people, when they first get the lead, they'll do a bunch of follow-up and then it just drops off the face of the earth, right? I didn't hear back from them and it didn't, they didn't respond the way I wanted, or I got busy with something else or whatever. And then they just quit. Mm -hmm. Cadence, if you pay a whole lot of attention to them and then stop completely, they feel like they were abandoned in that situation. And if they feel like they were abandoned in that situation, they are less likely to build that rapport that you need them to in order to really develop that relationship. So another one, another one just to add to that, Matt, is that the same can be said with past clients. You spend all this attention, you're taking them out, you're communicating with them every day, and then boom. The deal's done. We gave up possession. I shook your hand. I gave you the gift basket. You might follow up once in a while, but like they're still a client. I still love like that was a game changer for me personally. Finding a system that actually worked that I would follow where I can touch base with my previous clients through social media, through newsletters, and just through random calls or drop-ins. That's when my referrals probably 5X'd in a year because now I'm constantly top of mind. I'm not that jerk that was buddies with them for six months through the process and then they never heard from me again. 
Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the word referrals there. <clears throat> We're huge proponents of finding a network, building a network, because what's the ratio of is, is two to two th to three, yeah, two, two to three as far as closing. Yeah. Yep. And so I want to ask you, I have to imagine that, of course, you have your past clients referring you, but do you also have affiliates or vendor partners who you have referrals coming from as well? So the way that we have it set up is we have a few referring partners. It honestly, it doesn't make up a massive part of our business. A lot of our business is brought in through PPC and SEO and then mm -hmm. through our social media and referrals. And each year we try and grow that and scale that our database, just one of our databases is about 160,000 people. <clears throat> All combined, I think we're about a quarter of a million. So a small town or a small city, I should say. So our big thing now is staying top of mind. How are we going to retarget them through online campaigns? For the last few years, we've been doing a lot of bus benches. I think at one point we had 25 to 30. We had them in key spots where we knew a lot of our business was already done. So we're not looking at new business. We were looking at referrals and staying top of mind with our old business. And it did work. But now we're just trying to scale it a little bit more. So instead of spending maybe $8,000 a month for our bus benches and growing it to 50, 60 bus benches, we're going to be doing probably about half a million hits online. Nice. Yeah. So I love that, that you're diversifying, but it sounds like you're also tracking what's working and you're paying attention to the spot. So my guess is, and tell me if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, you're really leading your team. Not that you don't get out there and sell stuff and not that you don't get out there and still interact with clients, but you've got 30 people on your team. That means somebody's always needing to be trained up. Somebody's always needing to be fired. Somebody is always needing to be hired. Somebody is needing to make sure that they understand the importance of how to do certain things a certain way in order for them to be part of your business instead of them creating their own business inside of your business. Correct? Am I missing anything on that? No, I think you nailed it. I a game changer for us was hiring Slav, who is our ops manager, and he takes care of 90% of the training. And he answers a lot of the questions I jump in and I help out. And we also have a few team leads. The way that we looked at it was who or what is the bottleneck? And it was me. I was the problem. My wife loves hearing that. And the big part there was if it's just me and I have five to 10 phone calls to return, everybody's getting delayed through their day. Yep. So as soon as we stepped one person up, that cut my phone calls in about 80%. Mm -hmm. I had, I was getting less and I wasn't feeling as drained and falling as far behind. And then what we started doing is because a lot of agents need a lot of support when you're new and after you finish schooling, you don't even know how to write a contract, what contract, right. what advice. And this industry really takes a few years to start getting used to the communities, the in and outs, the construction side. So we added another layer of support by adding three to five team leads where if I'm, if I can't make it to a showing or to your listing presentation, one of the team leads will go. So you always have someone there to support you. So you know, you're giving the best customer service and the best advice to a client. So just because you're brand new, doesn't mean that you can't provide someone with 30, 50, 80 years worth of experience. Yeah. I love that. And that sounds so cool because it sounds, and apparently you are, the, you can tell by the growth that you're really there serving the team so they can serve the client, right? 
And, and so that's a huge part of it. The fact that you hired an operations person, the fact that you have all this other staff in place, the fact that you're running on different CRMs and getting people trained on the one that's going to make the difference to them on what they're trying to accomplish with their business. So that means that you are actually running a business, which there's a lot of times when we talk to or we hear or we see team leaders and they're so busy doing the business that they're not running their business. How did you make that change? How did you just decide and go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to stop focusing on being an agent as much and being a team leader that is an agent. How'd you make that transition and how come and why? Tell us a little bit about that. So when I got into the industry, like the whole point was getting into an industry that where I could scale a business where we could grow. So when I worked up North, I hit my limit, my cap for income right at the level that I was at. So that's what made me get into real estate. I was licensed for maybe just shy of a year around a year. When we started the team, when we started the team it was myself and my business partner, Cody, who at the time was not licensed. He was the marketing guy for another team. Right. And when I looked at partnering with someone, I didn't want someone with the exact same skill sets of being mm -hmm. a realtor, because if you and Matt are both realtors, who's doing the SEO, who's running the PPC, who's doing the marketing. So when we partnered up, we had very clear and definitive <laughs> rules. And then we started scaling right away because we knew we could generate the leads, which again, <laughs> is a bit of a bottleneck for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And for us, we know that we needed to spend money to make money. And I feel like a lot of realtors that we've helped scale, that we've coached in the past, they have a big scarcity mindset, especially mm -hmm. in a market like this, where it's, I don't know how next month is going to look. I don't know how next year is going to look. So why grow my costs? But at the end of the day, you have to treat it like a business. And if you're not feeding that business and you're not spending more to grow, you're never going to scale. Yeah, I love that. And so when we have conversations with team leaders or just agents who think at a really high level from a business standpoint. <clears throat> I go back and I start thinking about our, our audience. Now, we, of course, have listeners who are in that same bucket and they're, I know they're eating this up. They're taking notes and they're saying, okay, maybe I need to find a marketing person right now. But I also know there's some agents who are listening and they're saying, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> if I have to, if I have to be thinking at this high of a level to grow and scale something as successful as what Dusko has done, I'm not sure that I can do that. What kind of, not necessarily motivation, what kind of advice would you give to an agent who is in their first year, in their first two or three years, who got in, they said, one of these days, I wouldn't mind starting a team. But they really don't know where to start. What would you tell them? I think building a strong foundation of knowledge is key. And that's why our conversion has converted for so many years at a very high rate. So I look at it as a USP, a unique selling proposition. When in terms of a house, a USP would be I back onto water, I back, I have a view, I have something unique. For us, it's the same thing. Why would you work with me rather than the other 5,500 agents in my marketplace? I have a construction background. We sell XYZ amount of homes and I have an in-depth knowledge of every single community in Calgary because I spend at least an hour a day doing research, studying, and taking the experience from the other agents. And what I find a lot of is, especially with social media blowing up, a lot of agents just focus on the lead generation and doing very mm -hmm. similar things as other people doing tours. What can you get in XYZ market instead of focusing on that knowledge base? Because if you get that lead, let's say you generate 10 leads from one video that you do on Instagram, how are you going to convert it? 
what's that level of knowledge? Why would they work with you instead of with me? Right? Yeah. Because I already have our team has a reputation, we already have that foundation of knowledge. So I feel like that's one part that people don't focus on, especially once they get into the industry, lack of knowledge. Yeah, I like that. And you mentioned something that Matt and I are huge proponents of where you said, gosh, I will sit there for an hour and I know every neighborhood in Calgary and really get those numbers. I also have to ask for the details on that a little bit. What are you when you do that research? What are you looking for? Yeah, so a big thing for me is again, goes back to the construction side. So if I'm want to do research on, let's say I'm a brand new agent, okay, and I'm doing research on an 80s or 70s community, I'm going to look at it like, okay, when were these homes built? Are there any preserved wood foundations that are labeled in this neighborhood? How many of these homes have poly B plumbing? What about aluminum wiring? Because these are things that the average consumer, buyer, seller does not know. And these are the things that will set you apart from every other agent. So if you and Matt were to call me and say, hey, we're looking at this area. We're thinking about taking a look at this house. I just saw on your website. What do you think? It's okay. How comfortable are you guys with ABC issues in this area? I know this area has a higher water table because it's built in 1995 and it's an XYZ area. I know it's probably going to have poly B plumbing. It's going to cost about $10,000 to replace. Are you guys okay with an investing that amount of money just to replace that? It's like, no, we're not. Okay. If we go two neighborhoods South, they don't have any poly B right. plumbing. Have you guys considered that? They're going to say, wow, why hasn't any other agent said that to me? Yep. So it's, that's that unique selling proposition. It's like, I'm going to know every single area to know about when they're built. So I can tell you what issues they would have. When I was a new agent, I would door knock and I would do like visual checks and say, okay, I just went through this area today and I door knocked for four hours and I saw bad windows. I saw mid-efficient furnace vents. I saw a siding that needed repair. So what, if someone would ever call me, I'd say, yeah, I was just there last week. These are the issues that I saw. Are you okay with doing work on that? Yeah, that's a, that, that's so good. Being an expert, people want to work with an expert, but the only way that you can do that is you have to gain the expertise. <laughs> that means you've got to put the work in order to do that. And so a lot of times people skip the step that it takes in order to truly be confident. And so they go directly from fake it till you make it to confident. The truth is you have to be competent before you're, com before you're truly confident. And so I love it that you're talking about gaining that competency in order to get that, in order to get that confidence. That's a, that's, that's so killer. So really quick, and we want to be super respectful of your time. Okay. And so since I already asked you to promise and you said you would, you're going to come back on. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you one more question and then Ben's going to ask everybody how to get in, how, to, how you want them to get in touch with you. But okay, so let's say that I am, let's say that I'm an agent and I'm contemplating starting a team and we know all team structures are a little bit different and everything. Give us a breakdown really quickly of you, you've got your team leadership and then you have your operations person and you have administrative staff and you got team leaders and you got five buyers agents and all that kind of stuff. Give us a, cause you've got 30 people on your team. Give us a breakdown really quickly of what the roles are that you have throughout your team. And if you can, and if you can just tell us how many people are in that role and all that kind of stuff. For sure. So the way that our company dynamic is, it's I still sell. I'll still sell anywhere from 52 to 70 ish homes a year. And I love that part. That is my favorite part of the business is still going out and dealing with clients. And then what Cody and I do, my business partner and Slav, our ops manager is basically we implement systems into the business that'll help streamline everything. So if you just did a deal, you need to fill out one Google form, that Google form will make sure that it's put in place for the admins to order your gift 
They'll know the date that the gift needs to get delivered. The sign needs to come off and the lockbox needs to come off. So we basically plan and try and implement systems into the business of how to improve every single year. And we meet about weekly every Friday to do that. And that's the three of us. Then below, we basically have three to five team leads at all times. And those are higher producing agents or more senior agents that are able to mentor some of the newer agents. What we typically do is we will mentor them on more of a one-on-one -on -one for about 15 transactions. And then after that, it's a little bit less of a one-on-one -on -one and more of a group setting. And the reason we've put that 15 into place is that's typically when you start getting a little bit more comfortable, you're still going to run into issues, but that's when you're starting to get a little bit more comfortable with the dynamics and day-to-day. -day. We also have anywhere from four to five inside sales agents, and they're typically running the phones seven days a week. And we just have them in different shifts. When you have a database that's 160,000 plus and you're generating new leads, there has to be a database manager as well. And that's what we have. Absolutely. So we have two people in that role. We have one of the inside sales agents and Slav, that's part of his role as well, is to basically audit the system. Agents are known for being the worst CRM managers in the world, I think. And but at the end of the day, I get it. When you're out showing all day, the last thing you want to do is come back and make a few calls, this and that. And that's where our inside sales staff can step up, make those calls for them, help them out, help get them caught up. Yeah. So I, I love that. And I appreciate you flipping the book open for us like that. I'm going to, I know Dr. Ben's going to ask a question. I got to say something else to, to just follow up on what you said. You mentioned that the CRM that you use is the best CRM, right? Completely agree with that. We talk all the time about you leveraging the capacity of the CRM. What we mean by that is most agents, not only do they not use their CRM, and I shouldn't say most agents, a lot of agents, not only do they not use their CRM, but then it falls into this category of people that use it just as an address book. All they do is keep a phone number in there and an address and whatever. CRMs are so much more than that. It's a customer relationship management tool. If people get to a point where they're using 60% of, of the CRM, the capacity of their CRM, their income will double and triple. Soon as they get to that point, it just automatically explodes. And the reason why is because there's so many things that are built into that system to actually help you manage that relationship. If people would just do exactly what you just said, dig in there, put the information in there, keep up with it, manage it. You've got people, two people on your team. This is how important it is to somebody that does 500 units a year, two people on their team that their job is to manage that database. That just speaks to the importance of what a CRM really should be in someone's business. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I know that our listeners are like, Okay, I got to follow this guy. I got to see what kind of content he's putting out there. I would love to do a virtual handshake, that kind of thing. And so if there are agents or people in our audience who want to get connected with you, what's the easiest way for them to do that? And whatever you say, I'll put it in the description down below. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think the best way would be probably like Instagram. So Dusko Sremac, my first and last name, underscore rep YYC. It's probably the best way to get a hold of us or the rep YYC uh, Instagram account. And uh, we answer pretty quick and we're more than happy to give advice or just uh, talk to other industry members. Yeah, that makes it very easy. Matt, anything else? No, I could talk to him all day. I, I love it. doing what you're doing, man. <laughs> Keep rocking on. That's absolutely fabulous. We, we want to have you back on and I'm sure there's just great things on the horizon. Something tells me you're nowhere near done. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for having me and your kind words. Yeah, sure thing. But guys, for everyone watching this, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, make sure that follow button. 
you're watching this on YouTube, hey, what's up? Hit that red subscribe button, that bell right beside it, get notified every time we drop a new episode. Matt, we bring on amazing guests, just like Dusko, every single episode, because Brokers Open Podcast is not just about open houses. It's about open minds. Thanks, guys. Listen.